Okay. Yo, yo, yo. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show. The Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. Follow and download. Hit that follow button. You know you want to. You know you want to. It's Jarvis Jeffries along with Terrence Smith and Nick Ely. We're in the building. What's good, guys? How y'all doing, man? Man, living life like it's golden. That's right. Living life like it's golden. You have to. We have to because we don't know how much time we have uh, left no. in this world. Uh, you're here today and gone tomorrow. And and speaking of gone, um, Gangsta Boo, we lost her on New Year's. Uh, we're from the Memphis area, uh, in case anybody doesn't know from listening to my country ass uh, every week on this podcast. Uh, we're from we're, we're from the mid south, and uh, anybody that's born in the '80s like myself knows that she was she was pretty much the queen of Memphis. Uh, everything what she did in the time in that period in that era, um, it was good. And as you can hear here, one of her biggest hits, uh, where the dollars at when she was a part of Three Six Mafia, um, they found her dead on her porch, right here in the city of Memphis, at her home. Um, on New Year's Day, and um, yeah, it's 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 we all have to leave, man. We all have to leave. But just yep. again, just wanted to just our condolences to her family and friends and everybody. You know, our thoughts and prayers uh, to uh, Gangsta Boo, um, gone but not forgotten. Forty three years old. Just wanted to say that just because uh, you know, hey, we're here and we were a part of that. We were a part of that. I had a lot of I had a lot to do with some of the things that you know they did after the Three Six Mafia when she left after she left the group and everything. You know some of the things that she did, performances. Her Lord Infamous may he also rest in power. Uh, you know this I've, I've opened up you know uh, for these people before so in the past. So uh, again, uh, these are people that I've met and talked to before in the past, and uh, <laughs> I don't know I didn't know them or anything like that. I'm just saying it's it's. Uh, Again, you're here today and you're gone tomorrow. Again, we don't know exactly what it, if it's the overdose or if it's drugs or whatever. You know, hey, who cares about any of that? Rest in power, Gangsta Boo. Uh, there's also a lot of sad news. Barbara Walters passed away also, I think, the last day of the year of 2022. Um, this is kind of a rough way to say Happy New Year, but it is a new year. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is the first episode of 2023. It is official season three, officially. This is season three of the Great Debate Show. We're we're, we're still at it, and uh, but we got more bad news. Also, sad news. I mean, uh, Monday Night Football. We're here a day late because we were waiting on the Bills and Bengals, a big, huge game, probably the game of the year, and uh, we didn't get to see that in its entirety. Which who cares now? Because something more, more important uh, happened early in the game where. Um, the Buffalo Bills DB, uh, huh. it was just a sad situation, man. We thought we were about to get ready to record. And, uh, anyway, uh, one more time, DeMar, DeMar Hamlin, DeMar Hamlin, yep. DeMar Hamlin, uh, after making a hit on T Higgins, I believe he, uh, he bounced right up and we know that in drilling and rush, we know how that is. And Nick, you played the game a lot more. Uh, than we did, and you know, sometimes it happens. You bounce right up, and you sometimes you see these people take these shots or deliver these shots, and they bounce right up, and immediately collapse to the to the ground. And that's what we saw happen with Demar 
Hamlin on Monday Night Football, and um, man, it was just we 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 didn't think it would take long. I don't know about anybody else, but we didn't think it was gonna be long. We didn't think it was gonna be anything serious until they came back from a. I think when I paid attention, it was the second commercial break that they had went to, and I came back up and I'm like, man, what's going on here? And when I started to see Diggs breaking up, I saw tears. I saw other players breaking, breaking up, breaking down. Let's, they were, they could not get it together, and that's when I knew then something's going on on that field that we're not, we can't see, but something's going on. And that's when we found out, or we heard later on that that was CPR. Uh, you know, he he wasn't breathing on his own. He didn't have a pulse or whatever at the time. So it was a lot of CPR, and I mean repeatedly, a long time of CPR. Um. And then they, but they did get him to the hospital. Um, the family's there with him. The thing is, though, he's still sedated. He's still on the ventilator. And um, nobody really knows right now, but our thoughts and prayers to uh, DeMar Hamlin and his family. Uh, that's all I, I really know, uh, and that's all I really can say. But uh, I guess after we hear my co-host Terrence and Nick say what they have to say about this, this uh, unfortunate situation, I guess we need to kind of come to a conclusion a conclusion on what do the NFL need to really do about this game that we call football, a game that entertains us. We want to be entertained. We love the excitement. We love the bragging rights. We love the thrill, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat, however way you want to put it. We love this game. However, all of that shit is out the window after you see what happened on Monday Night Football, and that's more important than any game, any win, any loss. So, guys – I'm done. Uh, your take on what was going on, uh, what happened last night, and, you know. So, uh, first off, of course, rest in peace to Gangsta Boo, rest in peace to Barbara Walters, uh, rest in peace to Fele. Lost a lot of, a lot of people here, uh, right, you know, seems to happen every year, uh, right around the holidays and the New Year. So, uh, you know, yeah. this season's was certainly uh, – Certainly, you know, kind of spread spread across the uh, the sports and the entertainment uh, world and landscape, you know, as far as that. But uh, yeah, so there's there's those three, and uh, you know, obviously the the one that's uh, that's most recent here, we're definitely all uh, wishing the best for Demar Hamlin. It was so so wild on that play, actually. At first, I assumed, you know, I think we all did assume before we really saw the replay that it was a head injury. Um, you know, because I, I mean, but it was weird to think that because there was nothing in the play that looked like he hit his head. Um, and right. then so when you see him get up and, and kind of stand, you know, fall fall back that way. Um, and then you know, of course, you hear that it was CPR and the, and the AED. Uh, the I guess the machine where everybody was clear. I guess it's one of those. Um, they were able to you know to keep him breathing and uh, and get him to the hospital and. Uh, so the last thing I think we've heard is that they they cooled his body and his brain um, in order to try to help to uh, help in the repair, I guess, in the, in the healing process for his brain. Um, so definitely, you know, definitely wishing the best on that. It was just uh, just a, a, a very unfortunate and a very rare play that you see there. Um, see, you know, occurrence that you see there. Something that looked really so routine and uh, turned out to you know be something that that uh, caused the game to to be postponed. I mean, you know. Just that alone on, on an NFL scale, which we can talk more about what may or may not have gone into the decision to actually postpone the game. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's not something that you see often. Um, it's certainly not, you know, due to a player injury. 
Yeah. Uh, so from my my vantage point, it was a little different. I wasn't necessarily watching the game through and through. I uh, was just kind of hanging out, and then it dawned on me, hey, hey, um, look into the look into the game to see what's going on. And so uh, by that time, I turned on my phone to the ESPN app, and I can watch from my phone. So uh, as soon as I clicked on, uh, uh, Hamlin was uh, was unfortunately already on the ground at this point. And I'm a lot of times with injuries, I watch the reactions of other people as, as opposed to what's going on there. Uh, now, of course, I saw the people gathered around, but I also saw the reactions of players, and so many players from both teams were just taking these, you know, clearly, you know, taking these in prayer clearly. So that's that lets me know that it was either a serious head injury, like head neck injury, or something worse. And it just seemed like something worse from the very jump. Um, so I turned it off, and I about 15 minutes later, I was like, okay, well, let me, you know, I know the game has started back now, so let me see what's going on. And they kept saying delay, delay. And I was like, there's no storms. That's when I knew for sure that this injury was way more than just a, a typical injury. Um, so man, just 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 you know, the absolutely best thoughts and uh best 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 wishes to to Mr. Hamlin. And you know, of course we all hope that he recovers and we got to see some of the good stories that came out about him, about his toy drive and uh just more about the person that he is. His toy drive, I think his goal was I want to say it was twenty five hundred dollars or something like that. It ended up now it's over. Last time I heard, it was over three million dollars. Uh, so just just some of those things that you hear about him, you know, seems to be a really good guy. There's, there's a video of him uh, embracing his family before every game that I got to see. So it's just those are the things that I want to kind of hold on to right now, and and just very much hope that that young brother is uh, back up and healthy uh, very very soon. Yeah. And and not just that, I also saw the video of him doing the toys for tots or whatever. He also he, mm-hmm. he gives away a lot of toys and stuff for the kids. He he just gives yeah. he gives a lot in his community to just be like a second or third year player on a rookie contract, a backup at that. I believe like he's not making a lot of money and he's doing all of this, all of these good deeds. And when you see stuff like that, it's like dang, this is sad that we're just now seeing this on an Instagram clip or reel or whatever. We should have saw this before what happened to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, on Monday yeah, night I agree. We need, to, we, need, we need to see more of these things about people. The positive uh, things. Yes, sir. And, no. I, and I always say this about football players, but I think because they wear helmets, we don't see their faces, and we don't – a lot of times we're not able to uh, relate to them as much as we do basketball players or even baseball players, especially especially basketball players. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's – to me, it's the media's responsibility – um, and I don't want to get too far off topic, but to show that side of them a little bit more, not just the side of them that can advertise games or any of that, but uh, the side of them to show that, hey, these people out here that, that we are huge fans of, they are people too, they do great things. You know, a lot of times, the only times we see a mugshot, is it, uh, not a mugshot, but a face of someone that's in a commercial or a mugshot. And, you know, I think that, that the media, you know, my former colleagues calling y'all out uh, can do better about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. Yeah, so as a further update, the uh, the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive is now up to right at five point eight million dollars mm. uh, in donations. So, um, yeah, drivers, our our uh, one of our favorites, Chris Jericho, gave five thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, I think he gave ten. I think he and gave I, five. And, wow. And, and the thing about it is, is, honestly, the bills have kind of 
has kind of put themselves in position to where, you know, an unfortunate situation like this would lead to, you know, them seeing uh, one of their players seeing that kind of support. Because if you think about it, they've had a couple of instances, and I can't remember which players they were, but where things happened and, and the Bills, you know, fans donated to folks' charity. I, I know one of them was for Josh Allen. I think he, he got something happened to him. Um, it was the Ravens. Uh, it was I think it was Lamar Jackson thing that they donated to last year. The Bills, the Bills fan base, I've, I've got a lot of respect for them. Yeah, they, they've done stuff like this multiple times. And so um, to see it kind of come back, you know, around full circle for them, uh, when obviously that, you know, that team and, and, and uh, obviously his family, of course, but, yeah. you know, the team being kind of an extension of that family, uh, certainly something that uh, that they kind of, you know, put themselves in position to receive. So uh, definitely wishing them the best. And, uh, you know, that's just a, that's a sight you don't want to see. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's, that's good stuff, man. Um, man. Yeah, I think Jericho done that uh, about a year ago with somebody else. He was in a hospital. He helped pay his hospital bills. Well, I mean, not all of them, but he 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 sent money in the GoFundMe. I think it was like five thousand or something like that. Then I forgot who it was, man. Um, uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was a it was a it was a, it was a black wrestler, a former black wrestler who needed some help, and uh, yeah, he done that. Also, uh, I'll, I'll give him credit, man. Jericho, say what you will about him. And some of his uh, political beliefs or political uh, whatever, his views, I mean. But, I mean, he he does. Like, a lot of people can say things, but, I mean, putting your money where your mouth is is something that Jericho has kind of done. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't want to – it wouldn't matter if it was 500, you know, or 5,000, right. but still, yeah, it's the thought that counts. Uh, this, is, this is unbelievable. And it goes to show, though, there are still some loving, caring people in the world today, even sometimes when we think – there are none left, to be honest with you. There are still some good people out there. Uh, but, again, we're praying for them. Uh, thoughts and prayers again. Um, I don't know what to say. I don't want to say anything negative or say anything. We just hope that, uh, you know, we, we get some good news. And I'm not going to lie to you. I've been busy all day. and I. But he's been on my mind all day, and I don't even know that brother. You know, so that just goes to let you know how – how serious this situation is. So before we get into the sports, before we talk about the sports, I'm going to ask you guys, though, real quick, if you can just, you know, whatever you think or whatever you want to say, where do we go from here as far as the NFL? Like, regardless of what happens with DeMar Hamlin, knowing how serious this is right now, um, and seeing the situation, seeing how it happened, seeing everybody, the football players, their, their body language, what do they do now? I mean, like, and I know I'm pretty sure they're just going to keep playing. But what if the players don't yeah, want to play? Yeah, they get ready for week 18. That's what happens. What if the players don't want to play? You know, like, who's going to take a stand here? We, we, and I'm, and I'm, a, and I'm, a, I'm guilty of it too. I, when, when Will Smith and the concussion movie came out, I didn't watch it. I laughed at it. I didn't really watch it much. I was like, Man, I was very insensitive. I was one of those guys saying, "Hey, man, they signed up for it. They know what they're doing." And um, and 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 never did I tell my son he shouldn't play. I, I'll I'll admit that, even though I did talk to him and let him know the safety about the you know or lack thereof. This is how dangerous this game is. You still want to go? I bet. Let's go. Here, here's the parachute. Let me see what you got. You know, like, and this is a man's thing. And sometimes we can love the game so much. And we'll we'll hear our women or our ladies say, "No, my boy's not playing, isn't that?" And we think that's soft or it's this or that. Well, after watching what we saw on Monday night, you know, mm-hmm. like it, 
it's, it's, it's definitely serious. It's more than a game. Damn the game. What do we do from here? I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm no longer that insensitive guy six, seven, eight years ago saying, oh, well, you know, like, I mean, it happens. It happens to everybody. It happens. No. And, 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 and to keep it real, regardless of what happens here with this young brother, there are people who are still living right now who are still suffering from their days in the NFL. You know, I mean, plenty oh, of absolutely. them. Plenty of them. I don't have to mention Junior Seah and all these other people who are no longer here with us. But, man, Earl Campbell can't walk up and down his stairs. He can't, he, he, he can't man, walk. Uh, Thurman Thomas can't. A former Jaguars player uh, died this weekend as well from, from cardiac arrest. Say what? Yeah, it was a former offensive or defensive lineman. Ah, damn, I did not know yeah. that. I, I I think that he's like thirty eight. One, yeah, I, I think that there's there's a there's a there's two different conversations here. One, it is important for us as black men to keep our bodies um, healthy, and I say that because I know heart disease, and I'm not saying that Mr. Hamlet has any. Um, has any underlying heart conditions or I'm not, I don't want to, I want to make sure I'm not implying that. I don't know the case about this, this young brother that died that played for Jacksonville, but I'm just bringing the whole thing into context. Um, as far as heart conditions, because a lot of the times heart disease is a very, very, uh, silent killer amongst black men. I have been tested for heart disease myself. Uh, and I, you know, don't talk about it much, but I was having some issues. And I was like, Ooh, this ain't good. I'm in my, at the time, I'm, at the time it was early thirties, and I was like, "All right, this could be, not be good. Let me go and, you know." And I had just lost a relative um, uh, to heart disease, so I wanted to make sure that I, uh, you know, I wasn't following along those same lines. So I think there's one thing, and and two, man, as far as just playing football, yeah, it's dangerous. But like Jarvis, you were saying that um, people from the from the NFL that are still suffering, I, I'm pretty sure there's people that played in high school and maybe even some in college that are still suffering. Like NFL is. Yeah. You know, if you make it to the NFL, you got to keep in mind you've been. That means that more than likely you've been playing that game for at least ten years at that point. You know, if you yeah. go, if you start out in Pop Warner or yeah. some kind of you know uh, neighborhood league, and then you know middle school, high school, and, and and if you make it to college, if you make it to college, you've got some injuries that will last you the rest of your life. I'm sure Nick and probably vouch for that. Um, yeah, I, I got a shoulder with Jarrell Poe's name on it. Oh my goodness, not Pope. But yeah, uh, so I, I just think that it is when you when you agree to play that game and, and you are going to incur some injuries. And listen, I'm saying this as a person that that you know drives around uh, a lot of the days in regret that I never got a chance to play. You know, Jarvis can tell you we came from a very poor high school, and at one point at one point in time, having a football program was laughed at. Hmm. Yeah. It's no, sex. so I, I regret not being able to play. I, if I could do it all over again, I definitely would have. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, some kind of way. But um, but you know, I'm just it's, it's dangerous, and it's, you have to make a choice. And you know, that's with anything. Hey, I, I if I had my choice, I would have either been a football player or a boxer at one point in life. So you know, it's really yeah, it's just yeah, the main thing yeah. is just to hope that that Mr. Hamlin is 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 okay. And you know, I'm not even cons- I don't want to say I'm not concerned, but. Him playing again is definitely a secondary concern. Um, what they do with the rest of the regular season and even 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 the playoffs uh, is a is a secondary concern. I just, I just think as far as them, as far as the season, they should they should postpone this thing until they doggone well know that man is okay. Because you know we don't even want to ponder the, the other side of that. 
Well, the, the commissioner, Roger Goodell, has came out and stated uh, earlier on Tuesday that they, uh, they have not uh, came up with a date on when they're going to replay it, if they're going to replay it. They're not mm-hmm. going to do it this week. And uh, no further comments were made after that other than they're still trying to get all the information that they can from uh, right. from the Hamlin family, and they will keep everybody posted as soon as they know anything. But what's, what's what, what bothers me is that it's been 24 hours, and there's still no new information. Now, I know they say no news is good news, but, like, you – at some point, you will. I, I thought at some point today maybe we would hear something like. Well, no, they, they actually said right after, like, not you know, as they started, you know, kind of figuring out what was going on, that we, they were looking at, you know, in the first 24 hours, they probably weren't going to have anything because they've got it in this induced coma with the cool body temperature and all of that going on. Oh, yeah. And so right, there's, really, right. there's really nothing to tell okay, um, in the first okay. 24 hours. They, they said that, you know, kind of from the from the beginning. So I would give, give credit for that. Right. Okay, okay. So maybe we'll know more on Wednesday, hopefully. I don't know. Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. But, uh, again, uh, we're all we're all um, hoping and praying that, this, uh, that he comes through. And, uh, yeah. and, and if T. Higgins is blaming himself, some of the things that I've been hearing, I, I sure hope somebody can grab that young king and, and get him together and, and talk to him and get him some therapy or whatever he may need because that's that's not his fault. That's no one's fault. This This is the name of the game, and it happens – we just hate that it did happen. Now, Absolutely. speaking of this situation, though, guys, uh, not trying to uh, turn this topic into any kind of drama or anything, you know, controversial, but there were some tweets that were uh, tweeted on Monday night during this game. Everybody was tweeting. Everybody was on social media, I'm sure, talking about this. However, Skip Bayless, somebody that I think a lot of people love to hate. Terrence, I'm gonna let you handle this part right here because you had some interesting words when we were talking about this during pre-production, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna let you go from there. You've got the tweet or tweets, I should say, plural, yeah. because some people right. only only read the ones that they wanted to read. And again, nobody loves Skip Bayless on this show, I don't believe. However, you know, like we understand, TV is TV, and you know, in production. You know, they go through meetings and they talk about certain things. And they, what, what, what can I say to piss the, the public off today? What can I say to make them think I'm, I'm the biggest LeBron hater? I mean, I don't believe half the stuff Skip says. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, be, you know, lie to you. I, I don't think so. Uh, if so, why would Lil Wayne always come over his house for Thanksgiving or Christmas? Or, or what does that say about Lil Wayne if, if Skip Bayless is everything we think he is? I don't know. But what I do know is Terrence has something interesting to tell you about those tweets that Skip Bayless made regarding um, uh, Buffalo Bills Cincinnati Bengals game last night in the uh, the devastating collapse uh, from uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Demar Demar Hamlin. Yeah. So the main thing here is that I think that when certain people write, you really have to, if you have the ability to. Uh, read those things in that particular person's voice. Now, most people, hey, if I write something, the majority of the people that see it can't read it in my voice because they've never heard me speak. Hope they have. Hope they listen to the show when they hear me speak. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but in the case of Skip, we have heard him speak time and time again. Unfortunately, sometimes. But a better part of the last, what, 15 years or so? Maybe longer than that, I guess. And LeBron's been in the league 20 years. He's been doing at least 20. So a real long time. I didn't want to make myself seem that old. So we have the ability, or we should have the ability, 
to read these things in Skills Voice. Now, I don't even want to talk about the first two tweets, right? If you read the first two tweets and you read the third tweet and you still get upset, then I just think that there's a bigger problem there that you have with Skip personally. That's a different discussion. Mm -hmm. But let's just look at this third tweet. And I'll read it verbatim. Uh, Not exactly what sure happened to DeMar Hamlin. I'm I'm starting off wrong, sorry. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Yeah. Guys, (laughs) I'm sorry, but like, I just don't understand how you can read that tweet in totality, especially um, with that last part, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. He's saying that this game is important as hell, but fuck this game. That's what I got from that. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just that tweet alone. Now, if you read those first two tweets, and then you read that third tweet, and you still had an issue, I think there is a big. I think the issue is with you and not with Skip. Mm-hmm. Personally, well, I got now, this. From, there I, some, I, okay, I'll go ahead. Go ahead, too. Okay, yeah. Now there are some people that are saying that the timing of it, or whatever the case may be, when is the right time? The brother's still in the hospital. When is going to be the right time for Skip to say these things? And I'm not listen. Sometimes, sometimes it truly is best to just say nothing. And I am always a fan of that. And then we get criticized but, when we don't say nothing. They say, "Why you didn't say anything?" Right? Why do you say anything? Right? And you know, I saw some comments where like he didn't even mention his name in a tweet. You didn't read the tweet, the previous tweets. Clearly, you just saw what somebody else retweeted or somebody else liked. Yeah. yeah. And. I think the problem here is that we want to be mad at somebody so bad sometimes. We want some damn outrage. And this is not what's necessary right now. Everybody should have one collective mindset, and that is the health and safety of DeMar Hamlin. And I, I, I don't want to keep saying his name because I don't want to make it sound like we're using his name for views or no, clicks right. or whatever. Yeah, so course, I'll refrain course. from it if I can. Um, but that, that should be the collective mindset for everybody. Yeah. And I think that's what the collective mindset was even in this third tweet, not even including the first two. So I just, I really hate that so many times we have selective outrage because this shouldn't have been one of those times. There's, there's a bigger goal here. And Skip was talking about that goal. Uh, all the stuff that's the, the playoff seeding, the first place, the bye week, uh, the, the bye for the first round by the, you know, who could, who's going to play the charges here, which I've been talking about for weeks now. None of that matters. And that's what Skip was trying to say. And I just don't understand how people read it. Grown people, smart people, people that I admire. I'm not going to call their names, but the people that I admire, uh, I admire them for their intelligence and for their strength and, and so, many, so many other things. Read this and decided, oh, let's crucify Skip. It's anything to crucify Skip over. Right. Uh, he's a terrible person a lot of times, in my opinion, and he'll admit that in so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so but I just don't I just don't think that this is the, the time or the place to be doing it over. Right. Well I won't Yeah, I, no, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, like I was saying, man, it was when I when I saw the tweet, I just I thought to myself, I just said wrong person, wrong timing, wrong words. Because there was a way I think there was a way to say that and there was a person that could have said it and they could have said it at the right time. But Skip Bayless essentially had three had three strikes against him yeah. in that situation. Because as Terrence said, and that's why I think I tacitly agree with him with Terrence, is that, you know, he he was 
saying that the the with the game being as big as it is, it is now minuscule in comparison to you know the importance of, of the man's health. Um, but the way he said it, and him being him, and saying it even while we're still kind of in the moment of it, it I, I knew it wasn't going to go well. I knew we were get we were going to get what we got. Um, I think sometimes the breakdown of communication is unfortunate in uh, in our society today. And uh, but by the same token, it, Skip, you got to read the room, man. Like, like you, you have to. I feel like Skip needed to have the self awareness to know that he couldn't say that the way he said it, and, well, it, and it fly okay. You you you're right, Nick. But again, I'm kind of with T on this part here. Like it's a tweet. So there's no way for you to know how he said it because I mean, you're, you're just assuming he said it the way he would actually, the way you read. I understand, but Skip's been a journalist for 40 years. If nothing else, he knows how to use words. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like in other words, if this was a regular person that did it, yeah. then maybe. But because he, this has been his profession for longer than any of us have been alive, it, the standard for him is a little higher. Yeah. But I think people took that tweet as if he was tweeting it the same way he would be at the desk, you know, debating with with Shannon. And in like like I again, I hear what you're saying too, Nick. Both of you make great points. Again, it does seem like Nick, you're right. He he has to know, you know, when and what to say and how to say it, but he doesn't care about that. And, you know, like why would he? What <laughs> let's just be honest, what Caucasian in the world that has a lot of money? gives a damn about how they say certain things. Now he should in this situation. And I, I think, I don't think he meant any harm. I, 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 I just think that he was just thinking out loud and he just not the one that can do that because, and again, I think I know who started this whole thing. I know who I saw first, you know, uh, comment or post repost what he had tweeted. And, and that, and the guy that did that I'm a big fan of, but he's not a big fan of Skip Bayless at all. So you can see why he, you know, wanted to ruffle everybody else's feathers as well. I mean, or get everybody else agitated and it worked. It definitely worked. But again, from seeing all the tweets and I had just saw one 24 hours ago, it it, it definitely does change things. Uh, and, and speaking of Skip Bayless, uh, did Shannon Sharp not report to work today? Some people are telling me he didn't come because of That's, that tweet. That is the rumor. They're saying that he didn't report because he, there's some frustration with him. Um, well, they got into a pretty bad a few and, weeks and, ago already. Yeah, with him and Skip and him and FS1. And, uh, yeah, that's, they're saying he might show up tomorrow or he might not. Oh, wow. Does this have to do oh, with the damn. tweet? Does this have to do with the tweet? Or uh, Certainly Shannon Sharp knows. He's a very intelligent man. Shannon Sharp knows how to read I, I tweets. I think it's, from what I was just reading, it's a combination of the disrespect that, that Skip showed several weeks ago. plus Toward him, yep. Uh, plus, a lot of a lot of NFL people are really upset with Skip about his tweet. So I'll defer to them on that because I I haven't played I haven't played of course on that level even though, even though I did play. Yeah. Um. So I will I will still I always say in a situation like that if if a group group of people is offended I will defer to them and let them tell me why they're offended. I listen. Right. Uh, so that fraternity of of people of NFL players past present. Uh, if they're offended, hey, I'm I'm alive with them, right? In that sense, right. but like, uh, yeah. So apparently, it's a it's a combination of that and the disrespect that he received about the Brady conversation a few weeks ago, yeah. allegedly. Now this could all, as far as we know, Shannon could have had a, a, a regular off day, 
Uh, I I do believe that Skip has so much outrage. I think it was best for Shannon to not be at work uh, Monday or Tuesday uh, and let Skip deal with it on his own and not be Skip's savior in this situation. So I think he'll be at work, um, you know, this morning. But I, I just I do think that um, he should he shouldn't have been there to save Skip, so to speak, and take the attention off of him. Let Skip deal with it on his own. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of tension. There has been a lot of tension between those two lately. I thought he was going to jump across the de- the desk on Skip Bayless a few weeks ago when uh, when he took those glasses yeah. off and Skip said, "Put your glasses back on." As if put your glasses back on. As, as if yeah. I, I, to, I, I think one of the shooters, Shannon, tired of his shit. He's tired of him. Yeah, but look. But I mean, the hey, thing about it is, Shannon doesn't Shannon doesn't need him anymore. No, he does no, Club Shay Shay is doing true. pretty good. Club Shay Shay is doing that, pretty, that show pretty, actually, pretty good. That show actually needs him. Yeah, yeah, right. you're right. I mean, how many people come to that show knowing that they don't like Skip, but they come for Shannon? And how many people? Yeah, I, the show actually needs him. Now, I left the show entirely because I just got sick of the Laker I, and Cowboys stuff. I don't stuff watch it. All the time. I just don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, me either. I, I just don't have. I do appreciate watching, like, the clips that they post, uh, and that's just for Shannon's commentary. And it's not... I don't care about his, his serious commentary. Just when he's being stupid about, not stupid, but right. when he's being silly about something, mm-hmm. then I appreciate. You know, I listen. As far as sports, um, I want to almost say sports entertainment. As far as sports commentary, to me, it's Charles Barkley, Shannon Sharp, and then you can throw in maybe Ryan Clark after that. And that's just because of the serious and the genuine nature of Ryan Clark. But as far as sports commentary, hey, give me Charles Barkley. Him talking about those big old women in San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, 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 we're going to move on with the big show. women but... in San Antonio. I will say one thing, though, about this. And, again, looking at those tweets, I think people did take that the wrong way. However, yeah. and, and, again, yeah. I can't say, like, I don't know how many people are upset about that. But I'm, I'm, more, I'm more than likely, I'm, I'm, I'm sure – more than likely, the majority of them are brown and black people. And we are the most emotional creatures in this world. Seriously. Like, we don't have to be in our feelings over some tweets now. Uh, but I will say this, though. Brother uh, Skip, you know, meant any harm or not, I can't say he doesn't deserve some of this. They're right. I don't, I, some I don't of this that he's sure getting. I don't feel sorry for him. No, I'm, 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 I'm sure you don't. Bayless. I'm sure you don't. You're just calling facts. You're just calling, you're just calling oh, the so facts. If somebody, if somebody, I just want to, I just want to say this now so people are not, I'm not surprised. If you listen to this podcast and me talk about the, this, the series of tweets and you refer to me of any kind of thing like coon or any of that because I took the other side in this debate, um, don't be surprised at what comes back at you because that's not what I do. Uh, and but not only that, though, it, it, it would also confirm that they are probably a part of the issue. They're probably they're, they're 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 the same people who can't wait to point the finger and say that you're this, you're that. I dare you. And then you know when they have the opportunity or are put on the platform to make a change, they won't do a damn thing themselves. Uh, that's how it usually goes. However, I'm the reason why I'm saying Skip kind of deserves this a little bit. Is because the person that kind of gotten this thing started, the one that got it sizzling and 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 frying and cooked it up, this is the same person that Skip used to bash, and I think he's the reason why he kept him out of the Hall of Fame for quite some time. I said I wasn't gonna say his name, but I don't have to. Everybody knows what I'm talking about now. Mm-hmm. So I think that oh, I gotta, that I'm individual. Glad you said to remind me, I got I got a 
question I want to ask you guys later on. Okay. But yeah, go ahead. So, 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 so no, I'm just saying I think that individual, you know, he he look, I, I don't blame him because like he said a lot of things. He's been very disrespectful. He's he said a lot of things, you know, toward this player that we're talking this great Hall of Fame player that I'm talking about. And like nothing. Nobody never stood up for him or said anything. Like, yeah, that was him. He destroyed all the locker rooms. Okay. So yeah, hey, look, it is what it is. Uh you you say he did something that he really didn't do when he got, you know, put on the damn cross. I right, well now we're gonna put your hands on the cross, Skip, even though we know you really didn't mean uh, any harm uh, by it, or maybe you did. Who knows? Who cares? But in the end, again, thoughts and prayers um, to all the, the the family and love all the friends and family of um, uh, Demar Hamlin. Again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got so much to talk about, and so like uh, all of this drama, all of this this, this sad information, all this sad in you know, the news and stuff that's been going on. We 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 we've kind of forgotten to talk about. Uh, all the good things that happened in sports due to, you know, the bad stuff that happened. You know, like Donovan Mitchell on any other episode, we'd be starting the show with Spider almost pulled a Kobe. And uh, Nick, don't at me on that. I mean, he scored 71 points. He scored, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't mean no harm. I don't mean no harm, say Nick, but he scored 71 points. That's 10 points away from the 81 that Kobe got. And it that's, that's got cute. overshadowed. Because of all of the bad things that have been happening here the past few days. Uh, we're going to get into that, though. Uh, and somebody tell me what the hell happened to the Boston Celtics on, on Tuesday night. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, talk about a whooping. Um, they yeah, like, they got They like, oh, yeah, OKC put up 150 on them. 150 to 117. Uh, oh. that, 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 was, that was bad. Uh, uh, and, again, so, again, some good – Basketball has been going on, but after the devastating football news, we just, you know, it's been kind of overshadowed. Uh, but we still have um, plenty to talk about. Speaking of that 71 points, we wonder, we wonder, can any current player top Kobe's 81 in regulation? This is what Nick yeah. is asking, in regulation. And we also want to know um, uh, what, what else we got here. The best anticipated landing spot for Jim Harbaugh. It seems like it could be the Carolina Panthers. Even though we just gave still Steve Wilkes the job, uh, they don't give a damn about what we say. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's it, not, it does not need to be this Carolina job. It absolutely belongs to Steve Wilkes. Yeah, I know, right? And and Terrence said that there was a Rolling Stone top two hundred singers list. That uh, an abomination is what that list is. It's not a list; it's an abomination. Okay, and we, we so we definitely need to uh, hurry and dive into that and chop into it. And uh, so, it's the Great Debate Show, available wherever you get your podcast. Hit that follow button. Uh, you know you want to. And you will be notified every time a new hey, episode. Hey, that was real convincing, man. I, I legitimately almost, like, unfollowed just to refollow it again. <laughs> you crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, so, guys, let's see what we want to get into here first. Okay, first, let's talk about how, since we got all of the uh, sad stuff out of the way, uh, let's let's talk about something good for a change here for a minute. Well, good for me anyway. I'm the only one that won a football game on Sunday here on this podcast. And I think that I will take the words. I think I will take a few pages out of Nick's, Nick Ely's book. I know what's coming. It is. Damn, it feels good to be the best team on this podcast. 
Can I say that now? I think I will. And I'm saying that because the San Francisco fucking 49ers are 12 and 4. And yes, I know, I know, I know. I talked a lot of noise. It doesn't pay to talk trash anymore in sports, in the NFL, exactly. Especially because I talk, I talk about an ass whooping. We almost got our asses whooped. But still, the Niners got the win. Nonetheless, they're 12 and 4. And they now grab the number two seed in the NFC thanks to the Vikings laying an egg, uh, whatever you want to call that dud of a game in Lambeau Field, which we predicted. And not only do we have the number two seed, but the number one seed is not out of reach. Why is that, Jarvis? Oh, because the Eagles lost another game. That's two straight losses for them. And somebody told me that the Eagles was the best team from top to bottom, but they're nothing without their starting quarterback. The 49ers, however, have won nine straight, and four of those is with their third string quarterback. Bang, bang. Niner game. Well, Charles, let me ask you about that third string quarterback. Yes, sir. Because I was talking about this yesterday. Is it far-fetched to say that the way you've seen Purdy play, we've seen a whole lot of Garoppolo over the past, what, seven, eight years or so. Mm-hmm. We saw a little bit of Trey Lanza. Maybe that's the outlier. Hmm. Is it far-fetched to say that Purdy was the best quarterback on that roster? Well, I, I, I can't answer that, to be honest with you. No, because here I don't, we go. I don't want that. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I mean, I have not seen Trey Lance yet. I haven't. So I can't answer that. But I, what I will say is that as of right now, it definitely looks like he's the best quarterback. But, I mean, how can I how can I know when Trey Lance played game one, week one in a monsoon, and then week two got hurt on a second series of the damn game? I haven't seen anything to know. I can only go by what they said he did in practice, what they said he did in seven-on-sevens, what they said he did in 11-on-11 drills. I don't – other than that, I didn't see enough other than a pretty deep ball that he would throw um, in practice in slow-mo to rookie Danny Gray, who finally got some damn action. Thank you, Kyle Shanahan, even though it was a damn end-around, jet sweep or whatever you want to call it. It was a good play, though. Now let's try to just chunk it over the top. It ain't got to be 50, 60 yards. Just get it to him over the top. That boy can make some plays. You you, should have took advantage of Debo being gone just to see what you had in him. And if somebody made a call on Debo, maybe then you would know, hey, I can actually take this call. I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just saying that boy can run, and he needs to be out there on the field, whether Trey Lance is the quarterback or not. People keep saying Brock Purdy doesn't have a strong arm, but when I see him spin it, it looks like he can spin it pretty damn good. Nick, what's going on with your Philadelphia Eagles? And then I'm going to come back to UT, and I'm going to ask you, um, how do you feel about the Ravens and – well, I, That'll be quick. I, well, well, I meant to say, like, how do you feel about them in their Week 18 matchup if they're playing the Bengals uh, this week? We don't know what's going to happen yet. We don't really know what's what. Are the Bengals going to make that other game up? Or are they just going to move on and just let charge that one to the game? I don't know. But I want your take on, on Lamar Jackson. Is he coming back or not? Because I still question if, he, if he's coming back. Uh, uh, the Steelers beat your team, though, and I, me and Nick – me and Nick, we, we said that Mike Tomlin would get the 500, and we'd have, a, and I told you all that we'd have another week to at least dwell on, hey, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? Is he going to do it? And then we, it's our eight and eight, so we're going to find out. Uh, but Nick, let's start back to you, uh, Mr. 
number one team from top to bottom. What's going on with your Eagles? Now, the Saints are a good defensive team. I will say that. I'm not here to make fun of you. The Saints are good. We beat the Saints 13 to nothing. But, I mean, like, they only scored 13 points. But, I mean, we only scored 13 points, but they scored nothing. That's how we beat them. Uh, they scored more than zero against your Eagles. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I feel like it was kind of rich for you to come on here and, and, you know, be ready to brag about being the only team that won, considering y'all beat the Raiders in, in overtime, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but it's Is that still. correct? Yep. Who, did, who did, did we beat the Raiders the last eight games before that ninth straight victory? Was that the Raiders then, too? No, but you beat the Raiders this week. Yeah, what that's true. With the other ones. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I'm just saying we don't beat the Raiders every week, and we, we've got 12 wins. But that I digress. I understand. We don't beat the Raiders every week either. We got thirteen wins, mm -hmm. so you know. And we're gonna have thirteen. Good, we're gonna man. have thirteen next week, and you're still gonna have thirteen, I believe. You think so? I don't know. Is your quarterback? How, 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 how good you feel about that? I mean, how how good do you feel about your quarterback and his shoulder? He's gonna be, he's gonna be fine. Okay, I think he was already fine. Honestly, I, I think they really was just trying to push it to see if they if, we, if Gardner could pull off the win, and he got worse. <laughs> which is unfortunate. Um, and so, no, I, I think he's going to be fine. But the team is so talented, not. though, Nick. They don't need Jalen Hurts for one game or two. They can get a win without Jalen Hurts for one week, right? The team is so talented. Yeah, somehow they didn't, they didn't pull it off, man. I, I'll be honest. The last couple of weeks I've been kind of disappointed in the defense. Been kind of some bonehead plays. I just – I haven't really understood. I don't know if the guys are just kind of getting a little lackadaisical, you know, ready for the playoffs to start, whatever the case is. But um, – that's some stuff, that we want to clean up, you know, obviously before uh, before we do jump into the playoffs. But I got confidence that we'll handle business this week. We'll go into it as the number one seed in the NFC, number one overall seed in the league, and see where things go from there. Take another week off, get ourselves together, and uh, be ready for whoever, whoever we see in the division around. I'm not worried. Hmm. Of course you're not. I, would, I, I wouldn't expect you to say anything different. Of course you're not. Well, okay, you don't have to be worried, but I will say this. I don't know why, if if Jalen Hurts is okay, why didn't they go ahead and just play him and get the number one seed locked up, and then they could have all rested on week 18. Now they have to play yet another game if they want the number one seed. And we've got the Cardinals. You all have the, uh, the Giants. The only thing that helps you all out is, on why you could probably get this win is that the, the Giants are playing for absolutely nothing. That's the only shot that you have. But if they decide to just say, hey, you know what? Let's make their lives a living here. We don't want them to have the number one seed. Let's just, just, just give it a let's just give it a wing. You know, let's just try it out, see if we can, you know, take a stab at it and maybe get a victory here. And what if they actually pull that off? Then you're looking at a Philadelphia Eagle team that was supposed to be number one, and now they're number two. I guess they would be number two, or would they be We'd three? Be five. Or you would go from one to five? So Dallas would go from – If the Cowboys won. Because the Cowboys would then be 13 and four also, right? Yep. Wow. You could go from one to five. That would be like the biggest meltdown. Like, I mean, this would make up for – all the meltdowns that Terrence and the Ravens have had this year, this would like beat all of that. Because those games were regular season games. This would be your team blowing a possible number one seed home field advantage. And now you have to go to Tampa Bay. That would be absurd. So, 
Yeah, for you, for your sake. Might, might, might not be the worst thing in the world, though. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, Brady, Brady, Brady starting to look like he's kind of getting his, mm, his. He did have 400 yards last week. His swagger back as soon as as soon as the left tackle Tristan Wirfs came back. As soon as um, did somebody Ryan Jensen, the center Ryan Jensen is back. There we and, go. And they, and, they, and they got Vita Vea back. Oh boy, here we go. Here I told we go. I told y'all the storylines will start. Yeah. <laughs> right on time. The books are back. The books are back. I try to tell y'all. They were on the way. I was so torn between are, are the books back or is it so, Brady, now that your team is not going to the postseason, are you going to retire? You know, I didn't know which one it was going to be, to be honest with you. And I I went on a limb to say Carolina would get the win so they both be 79 and they, may, they have more drama for week 18. But again, they said, no, we're fine. They, we're going to go ahead and lock this up. And now they have. They've won the NFC South, which I've been saying eight and three. Tom Brady would go eight and three. I've been saying it all damn season. But again, as soon as I try to come away from that, like maybe they're not gonna let Brady win, or maybe if it's real, hypothetically speaking, uh, this well, game is I'll real. The, what, buck, let, the Buccaneers let, are really let's that do this. Hey Nick, you got FanDuel close to you, right? Yeah, he should. He I've, always, I've always, I've always got FanDuel close. I, I, I figured you would. What are those Super Bowl odds on the Bucks winning a championship right now? Mm, mm. That's a good one. Yeah, let's see. What is that? Oh, they probably yeah, definitely cool. have whatever they. No, I don't know. I wonder what they were before Sunday's game, because I'm sure it looked pretty that, good now. Now that would be an interesting question. Yeah, I wonder what it was before Sunday's game. Now that they've got some of these people back. Eh. And I can just see the I can just see we spanked him thirty five to seven or something like that. I can just see him coming back to Levi just getting his revenge and I surely would hate for that to happen, but um Bucks are plus twenty five hundred to win the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Okay. So who's the favorite right now? And what's that number? Kansas City. It's Kansas, Kansas City. City at plus three eighty. Three eighty. Mm-hmm. Who's behind Kansas City? Buffalo? Buffalo at 420. Where are y'all at, Nick? Third. Third? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's uh, 550. 550, okay. Tied with the 49ers. Hmm. Okay, T. Well, what do you think about that? I think it might be worth putting a couple dollars on. Hmm. I'll say. Basically, what the books are saying is they expect one of the two of us to come out of the NFC and potentially win it all. I'm surprised the Bucks' odds aren't better than that yet. Mm, just keep watching though. Mm-hmm. Just just keep watching. T, listen to Terrence, y'all. Put a few bucks on it right now. What's wrong with putting fifty? Put a few bucks on the bucks. What's wrong with putting fifty bucks on on that twenty five hundred on that plus twenty five hundred? They, they, they think we're both worse than than both of the teams in the AFC. So that's interesting. Well, well hey, let me I, ask I, you this, Nick, since you're looking at it. Hey man, that what could are the be odds true. On my Ravens, <laughs> plus three thousand. Okay, that's, that's not that bad. It's not bad. What is that like seven? What is that six, seven? The that six? is let's see. He was in when they come Thursday, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth. Oh, ninth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hey man, we're gonna see. I just I will say this though. I will say this. Um the Bucks the 49ers, standing, by the way. The 49ers. Um, I, I would like for the 49ers to clean a few things up before the playoffs. I was talking a little noise earlier, but I'm just 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 talking, man. Look, 
I they don't I, I don't let them build me up to let me down anymore. I'm used to it. I'm not getting my hopes up on nothing. I'm not gonna say that they're gonna win the Super Bowl, even though I kind of feel like that could happen. But until Brady's eliminated completely, I can't say it yet. And he's still alive. And he's now in the postseason. So here we go. Uh one thing's for sure, we're still not gonna get Brady versus Garoppolo. Uh, even if Brady, even if Garoppolo was to come back for the NFC Championship game, Brady won't be playing. It won't be Brady then. I mean, that's just, they, they, for whatever reason they don't do that. They just don't do it. Every time they're about to play each other, something happens. Uh, so here we go. I'm gonna say this: the Niners need to clean up some things in the secondary. Uh, Hufanga uh, is a little too aggressive, over aggressive in the secondary. He bites on a lot of things. It's showing on film. Number thirty-eight. Luminar, Lemonar, whatever his name is, he is hot dumpster juice, and uh, I hate em- <laughs> I hate Emmanuel Mosley tore his ACL earlier in the season. We were so so dominant outside in the cornerback position with Chavarius Ward on the other side, who's had a great year, uh, which is surprising, which is very surprising because we never have good years from big free agent signings. Um, He's been doing good. and um, But now, the other side, though, it's just when Emmanuel Mosley went down, Jason Verrett was supposed to have been coming back. He went down in practice before he came back and played a game. So now here we are. You know, like, they are eating him up. Whenever they need to play, they look to number 38. Liminar has to get cut or he has to get benched. Jack Rabbit Jenkins, we signed him to the practice squad maybe a month ago. He may have to play. I'm sorry. Um, this is bad. It's pretty bad. And um, I don't like it at all. The secondary's got yeah, some holes. We we signed him to the practice squad about three, four weeks ago. We've had plenty really? of we've had plenty of injuries in our secondary. And the fact that we're still the number one defense in the league, I mean, it, it says a lot. I don't brag. I try not to say a lot. I usually talk about what we need to do to get better instead of just talking about how good we are. That's what I do. Um, I'm never satisfied. Uh, that, that's just, that, that seemed like a that seemed like a backhand, like a uh, kind of underhanded shot. Were you trying to say something? No, no. I just mean when, when, oh, it, okay. when it when it comes to my team, as good as we are, I mean, I you don't understand. We've never been fully healthy, even though we do have Armstead back. We have Javon Kinlaw back. Dre Greenlaw went down on Sunday though, and Emmanuel Mosley did not get talked about enough. But he is very, very, very missed. As a 49er corner, Jason Verrett as well because he went down. We know these were devastating losses, but somehow we just keep swinging and we just keep punching and we keep fighting and we keep getting victories. But, man, they're going to expose this at some point. Even if it's not an NFC team, I worry about the Josh Allens and the the, the Joe Burrows and, of course, the Patty Mahomes who keeps beating our asses. This is the reason why I kind of chuckled when Terrence said what he said about uh, no, or was it you, Nick, that said that they have – yeah, you just said that they've got two AFC teams better than your your team. Nick, I'm not going to lie to you. That may be true. I don't think they believe an NFC team can win the Super Bowl. I'm not sure if an NFC team will win the Super Bowl. I hope it's mine, and I'm sure you hope it's yours. But it very well could be somebody in the AFC. They just got so many good quarterbacks, and they're just so good. And after what I saw on Sunday from Jared Stidham, man, we got to clean it up. We've got to do better. Jared Stidham. Stidham did light top up, though. Lit us up. He had well over 300 yards. He, I don't know what the passer rating was, but he snapped out. He looked like Brock Purdy. 
This is exactly what he looked like. Like, what's going on with these quarterbacks, with these young quarterbacks that nobody know anything about? And then they just come out and get their moment to shine, and they shine bright. Um, man. So I'm just saying, like, the defense, the secondary needs to get better. They got to clean it up. And um, as far as uh, the Niners as a whole, um, if they clean that up, man, yeah, I, I think we are pretty much unbeatable. However, uh, you all know I don't think this game is real, so we probably will get beat, though. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, honestly, I feel like the only reason – the bills are really as high as they are is because it's got to be a lot of money on them to win. And so therefore they don't want to push them down the list and give even better odds for them to win. They must be getting a lot of bets and a lot of money in on, on Buffalo because of the, of the, those four, they're the ones that I've really been looking at like, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't see, I don't, know, I, yeah, I don't see them winning the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't see them winning. Either. I don't either. Um, but I'm just saying, like, I'm telling you. You can, you can tell me Kansas City, Philly, or, or San Francisco was going to win before you could tell me, or, or or Cincinnati for that matter. Yeah, I was about to say. Buffalo was going to win. Yeah, or Cincinnati. Hell yes. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see how this Week 18 plays out. Uh, the number one seed is still up for grabs in the NFC. And uh, now let's talk about Terrence. And I know he said this is going to be quick, but the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. lose to the Steelers. Uh Terrence, we've talked about the Steelers. You, you, you just, you just pretty much said what you know what I had been saying all along in the beginning of the the early yep. days of the Great Debate Show on what I think about the Steelers, and it's been true. Now, again, you've already clinched though. This this loss didn't really hurt you so much. I don't even know if y'all mm-hmm. dropped. No, you did drop one seed. I think you did. So as, if the playoffs started today, you're not going to Jacksonville. Your thoughts on um, not going to Jacksonville and probably having to go to. I believe it would be ah ah. I'm forgetting who the hell you would go to. I got hold it on. It has to be Cincinnati. No, I have the yeah. I think it would be. I have the um. I got the bracket somewhere. It probably would be Cincinnati, but it's not Jacksonville. So your thoughts on your team uh, without Lamar Jackson another week, and 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 what's gonna happen if he doesn't come back? Are you hearing he's coming back? What are they saying? What's the timetable looking uh, like here? I'm not hearing anything. After- you know, at the time of the injury, it was uh, one to three weeks. <laughs> uh, and it's been, what, five weeks now. Hmm. So uh, I, I think this is just total precautionary by either his people or the team or both. Uh, but I do think and when the playoffs start, he'll be there. I I do worry about Rust, uh, given that he hasn't been there in so long. But maybe it's also a blessing in disguise because it doesn't give a lot of teams a lot of film later in the season to prepare with. Uh, maybe that's what they're aiming for since they're already in, in the playoffs. They kind of bagged in. Uh, but I, I, I'm not surprised they lost to Pittsburgh. Uh, even on the best day, it's tough to beat that Pittsburgh team. I, I do think that Pittsburgh cannot really beat them if Lamar is there. However, uh, even even on our best day and their best day, man, that that's going to come down to the last possession or a last field goal. It's going to be a one-score game guaranteed. Take when you see those two play, more than likely, you hey, take that score under and live with the results because they're not going to score a lot of points. Every yard, every first down, every second on the time clock matters. And, that, you know, I appreciate seeing it. So I'm not surprised that uh, a, a surging Pittsburgh team beat a Baltimore team that's, you know, getting better on defense, but it's just terrible on offense right now with the, with the backup in. I think that these last few weeks have shown that 
you know, the people were saying that maybe Huntley could kind of take over the role. Ain't happening. And it's not because of Huntley. It's just the talent around him is just insufficient. Very. Hey, my honest uh, opinion. Isaiah Likely is a, is a monster. He is going to be, you know, I, I don't want to call him the black kittle, but, like, that's what he reminds me of a lot. You, you talk about Likely um, a lot, man. You do. Like, I like Likely. I really do. <laughs> I see. Uh, yeah. work. Collinsworth was talking about him in the game. He was like, hey, in practice, nobody can cover that guy. Mm. I just think that they, uh, they're they so respectful of Mark Andrews, who is an excellent route runner. You know, if if likely become, can become the route runner that Andrews is, look out. Has Mark Andrews uh, been paid yet? What's that? Has Mark Andrews got his, got his big payday yet? I don't know if he's gotten paid or not yet. If he, if he think, has, I think y'all paid him. I think y'all paid him. I mean, I don't know if he was anything crazy, but I think y'all paid him. If so, well, let me tell you what Mark Andrews can do. He can take that contract him. on to uh, uh, the Titans next year, or Green <laughs> Bay, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, if San Francisco wants to run a two tight end set. They can take him. The Giants might need a tight end, and I love Mark Andrews. I appreciate everything he's done for Baltimore. Um, but if they are going to sign Lamar, somebody's got to go. And his replacement is already there. Jarvis, you know I talk about this all the time, about your replacement uh, already being there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep. His replacement is already there. Okay. Well, it makes sense yeah, to Mark me Andrews then. Andrews is on a four-year, $56 million deal. We'll see you later, four-year, $56 million. That's, that's got to go to Lamar. And that's why he's He'll playing. Be, uh, he could be a free agent in 2026. Well, he can sign back in 2027. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. This is the reason why he's getting the playing time for the same reason why Ezekiel Elliott is still getting playing time over Tony. Because they got to they got to they got to protect their investment. They're they trying to make protect sure their, their investment. investment looks like it's worth something. Mm-hmm. Instead of just doing like um, the the Rams did with their quarterback saying, "All right, God, we we screwed up. We don't want you. Let's go get Stafford." Same thing with the Cardinals who said, "All right, Josh Rosen, it's been real." We're going for Kyler Murray. Like, sometimes you just got to yeah, know when to say, hey. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of teams that can use a very good a top five tight end. Yeah. Hey, my yeah. honest opinion real quick about your quarterbacks, both of you guys. I think both of your quarterbacks are injured. I don't think they're hurt. I think they're injured, and their injuries are more serious than what the teams are putting on or letting it be known. Because there's no other explanation on why the Eagles didn't lock up number one the number one seed with Hurts last week and rest them this week. And there's no reason why Lamar Jackson shouldn't come back from MCL. And and this is Lamar Jackson we're talking about. Like, mm, what's two to four weeks from him probably would be just two or half that. I don't know. Uh, and, mm. and, again, like, if they want to get to the playoffs, you would think he would come, he would play. It seems to me that either their injuries are more serious, and I think Jalen's shoulder is more serious than what they're saying, and Lamar, either his knee injury is more serious or he just doesn't or he just doesn't give a damn. And he's saying, you know what, screw y'all. You know, I'm not coming back until I'm well, damn Lamar's, Lamar's is for his safety, for sure. Jalen's was us being precautious, I think. But Lamar's is definitely, you know, with his, with his contract situation and kind of what they've gone through, I think his people, even you know, even if he is betting on himself and whatever the case is, I think his people and the Ravens probably got them said, "Look, we can get to the playoffs with you sitting over here and get you healthy, and we're gonna do that. We're not gonna try to run you back out here, you know." And uh, and I, I think the Ravens would do that just to kind of buy themselves some goodwill when it comes to the contract negotiations. Well, Nick, your Eagles are gonna precaution their asses right to a fifth seed if they don't watch it. 
And I, I'm all for not playing players if they're not able to play. Don't get me wrong. But if he could play, <laughs> I, I got a funny feeling in a couple of weeks you're going to wish that they had played him. While, you know, you're going to be looking up at the lights and you're going to see Brady and a fourth seed team that shouldn't even be in the playoffs just beat the number one team in the NFC. We thought number one team in the league and just like they're, they're one and done. These are the things that could happen. That's how important this number one seed is. Now, again, you can definitely beat the Giants, and you definitely can beat the Giants if they don't play their starters. I mean, they really have nothing to play for. I don't know what they're going to do and how that's going to go, but, you know, maybe, maybe they just wanted us to think that it's a possible chance, a possibility that you could lose the number one seed. I don't like the number two seed, so I would like to get the number one seed, but then again, I don't want to really have a bye because we're so hot and we're rolling. I don't really want to take a week off. But then again, you know, like I know that doesn't sound smart. Like Jay, you don't want to, you don't, you don't, you really want to play three games instead of two playoff games. Well, I mean, it depends. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want us to cool off either and and come back a little stale. And there's that first home game and we lose it. Uh, but number two seed, I'm not really feeling that number two seed right now. Even though it's a good thing, I don't like how Shanahan keeps pressing, pressing, and pushing his team, putting more pressure on them, saying we want that number two seed. We possibly could get the number one because now the number two seed team is us. And I ain't gonna lie to you, I don't know if I want to play Green Bay. And Green Bay is the number seven seed if they get in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and all they have to do is beat Detroit on Sunday. Um, if it's not De- if it's not Green Bay at the number seven seed, then it's probably Detroit. They got a or good Seattle. offense. Or Seattle. And that scares me more than Green Bay or Detroit. And you know why? Because we've beaten mm-hmm. Seattle twice already this year. Would it be just our luck or my luck for us to play Seattle in the playoffs and lose that third time? That just happened to us last year. So, um, Seattle, I don't know who you play. I forgot. But don't win. Just don't win. I'm not scared of Seattle. Some people are saying, Jarvis, are you crazy? We'll dog Seattle. Really? Will we? After two losses, you think Pete Carroll's going to really not figure it out the third time? I don't know. So, I don't want to see that either. Um, I don't, I'm, not liking, I'm not liking this second seed because when we were third seed, I was comfortable with beating the Giants' ass at home and then see who the next opponent would be. I'm confident in playing the Giants. And, I mean, I know some fans are listening right now saying, Jarvis, you should be confident in anybody we play. I just know how this league is. And some games can really be traps, like that Raider game. It wasn't an ass whooping. We almost lost it. Those things happen. You know, it happens. So, that was just for the 49 fans that, you know, think that I just like to just, you know, not give them credit or not have anything good to say. I, come on, man. I always got something good to say. It's just you got to do something good for me to say it. And when you do, I'm going to say it. The Niners are a good, good team, a really good team. Debo still has to come back. Um, we still got uh, somebody else. We had a, a green law and a left guard went down. So there's some things that we got to clean up, though. Hufanga, I don't know what they want to do about that. I've been complaining to people, other 49er fans, saying that Jimmy Ward playing in that nickel corner position, I don't like it. He can't play the slot like that. What are you thinking? It's time for D'Amico Ryans to switch this thing up. I'm glad we saw what we saw against the Raiders. Now we have time to clean it up before the postseason. Um, it's over with for you, Nick. Whether, it, whether it's the 49ers or the Buccaneers, the Eagles ain't going to do nothing, man. I already know it. I know you don't see that, but I'm telling you now, y'all may be one and done. All right, uh, let's move on to some more sports. Uh, the, oh, first of all, the seeding right now, Terrence, 
we were correct, you would play the Bengals right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, because you dropped back to the sixth seed at ten and six. And the Bengals I'm assuming the Chargers have the uh fifth seed. Yeah, they do, and they would go to Jacksonville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then now they're the ones licking their chops, you know, trying to get to Jacksonville. We'll see. But again, the Bills and Bengal game didn't get played. So we don't know what seeding the Bengals would be had they played that game. They may still would have been three. They may not. I don't know. Uh, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, when we find out that information, you know, hey, right. that's when we'll put right. it out there. All right, guys. So that, that that's the playoff picture of the AFC. Kansas City is one. Buffalo is two, of course. And they would play uh, the seventh seed. Uh, they would play the seventh seed Patriots if the playoffs started right now. And then you've got – Bengals at three against the six Ravens, and then you've got the four Jaguars hosting the number five Chargers. The Chargers look red hot too. Uh, they they're looking pretty, pretty, pretty dangerous. Also, it's just something about Brandon Staley and that coach. This is the job that Harbaugh or Drew Brees wanted. I mean, not Drew Brees, Sean Payton. This is the this is the job they wanted. But now it, it the, the Chargers have clinched the playoffs. I don't know if that hey, job that job's not going to be available. Brees might have wanted it too. Just Saturday, got it. Right. Let's see why not. Yeah, you got a point there. Damn good point. Okay, uh, so keeping it moving, though, guys, we already talked about uh, – what else did we talk about? We talked about the AFC, AFC playoff picture. Oh, I got one interesting tidbit real quick. Did you know that the NFC West, and I'm talking since it's 2023 now, the past decade from 2012 to 2022, don't you know the NFC West represented – uh, the NFC teams in the Super Bowl quite a bit uh, during that during this past decade. You had the Niners in 2012, even though they lost to the Ravens. You had the Seahawks in 2013 and 2014 representing the Super Bowl. The NFC, I mean, they beat the breaks off the Broncos, and they should have beat the Patriots. And then you had uh, you had the Rams represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. Super Bowl, well, 2018, they lost to the Patriots. And you had the Niners back in the Super Bowl in 2019, and the Rams were just in it again in 2021, and they won it. I don't know how many times I just numbered, how many times I just, you know, how many times that was I just called NFC West teams. Quite a bit, though, right? In that decade, the NFC West has been the best division in the past decade. And I guess I said all of that to say that. Just wanted to just mention that. And this year, of course, if the Niners go, we'll be starting off another decade doing that thing again. Uh, ten years, uh, past ten years, though, that's what it's been. All right, so uh, anyway, uh, we've got um, we've got more. We've got more. I'm trying to see what else we got, what else we got. Okay, what about – um. What about um? Team I play it top uh, Kobe's eighty-one. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 let's, let's do that. Uh, we talked about. I, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to hear Terrence on this one. Okay. Well, okay. so let, let's just get, let's just get some 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 backstory here, so that you know people know where we're coming from. Of course, uh, Monday night, uh, Donovan Mitchell scored seventy-one. I think Devin Booker has also scored seventy this season. No, it was like two years ago, two or three years ago. Okay, all right, uh, but. Devin Bo- uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell is the seventh player in NBA history to score 70. I don't know if Jarvis did that or not. Um, so the question came up. <laughs> the question came up. I did. Who could legitimately break Kobe's eight? Who could score 82 points in four quarters? And, you know, during the uh, the kind of the back and forth text message, 
I think Nick and I both kind of lit up. Nick said he knew somebody that could shatter it. And I automatically had this person in mind that I thought could could really, I don't want to say easily, but out of all the players, I think that this particular player could legitimately uh, break it. Uh, I will go first since I originally brought it up. But the person that I thought that could definitely get 82 points in four quarters was Joel Embiid. Mm. Sorry, that means that's not who Nick thought it was. <laughs> um, not who I mind. Yeah, I think I think somebody mentioned Luca, and I was like, Luca misses too many free throws. John misses too many free throws, and to me, John's just not a he's, he's a better shooter. To me, he's still not a good enough shooter to be able to uh, score that many points in that in that short amount of time. So I am going to roll with MB. I think MB, if anybody can do it, MB can score from everywhere on the court. And really, I can envision a game where he comes, he rolls into. Um, I'm trying to see. Just some team who might not have that big of a center and just has his way with him. It's possible. I can see it. Hmm. Well, interesting. That is that is very interesting because you are correct, Terrence. That is not um when I when I said in the in the, uh, <laughs> in the group text that I think we had to talk before we had the same person in mind. That was not who I had in mind. I think I know uh, who you put your person is then. The guy that I had in mind is what I think is the guy that everybody should have in mind when the question of scoring comes up. That guy's Kevin Durant because he'll tell you straight up. You know who I am. My only problem with it is Kevin Durant does not have the mindset to go and do something like that. And I and I don't even mean that as like a, a Kobe worshiping whatever. Like I'm just saying like to go and to go and put up them kind of those kind of points. I feel like there's a different mentality that you in, that you enter a game with. You gotta and have a certain level of selfishness, and Kevin Durant doesn't have that. Right. Kobe Bryant had it. Michael Jordan had it. Absolutely. To some extent, to some extent, I would even say that that when he wants to, LeBron James had. LeBron James has. It. He just also, in my opinion, doesn't quite have the ability to put up that many points. I'm gonna mm-hmm. for another day. Um. But for Kevin Durant, it's just for whatever reason he does not seem to have that attitude. He's just. He's he's an incredibly efficient scorer. He's he's the most talented scorer, I would say, has ever touched the basketball. Um, it's just he does not have that whatever it is that selfishness that I'm gonna go do this just so y'all know I can do this kind of attitude to where he would go do it. Because I think if he did, it would be absolute basketball artistry. It would it would be it'd be great to watch um, as a fan of the game. Um, it, it would be it would be something to see. But um, he just he just won't. Well, I know. Yeah, I mean, I I do agree with that. That if Kevin Durant to me is also like, uh, like they kind of have Superman a lot of the time. Superman never really goes like ape shit. That because if he did, nobody could stop him, and he would just you know he could blow the world up essentially. Kevin Durant kind of has that same like he literally has all the skills. He has the full arsenal of powers. Um, he just doesn't. He just never cares about using them for evil, so to speak. I don't want to say it that way. But you know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't really care to um, just be that guy. And if he ever did, man, nobody could stop him. I actually ran across the, uh, the video of the interview when they were playing, when he was with Golden State, and they were playing the Clippers, and he had a kind of off game, I think, in the series, and, they were, and he was getting interviewed. He was like, you know who I am. I'm Kevin Durant. And then he went out there, and, you know, next day, Dropped 44, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Pat Bev and, and Lou Will were in the interview after the game, and they were like, the reporter was like, you know, is there anything else you think you could have done to stop him? 
and Fat Ben looked at him and was like, "You ever played basketball before?" <laughs> I remember like, that. Yes. Like, like, like serious question, you ever played basketball? Like, what what would you have done? <laughs> Basically, they were like, did did you see what happened? We did we we did everything we could do, and right. he dropped forty four on us, and it didn't look like he was trying hard. He's Kevin Durant. He's most he's one of the most talented guys to ever play basketball. Certainly one of the most talented scorers ever to play. If he decides to drop fifty on you. Really, you you'll be getting fifty. It's really not up to you. It's not up to you at all. Well, I, I think Kyrie is also a type of player that can do that, and uh, I think he is selfish enough that that you know can have the mind frame set to go do just that. He gets into these zones sometimes where it's like, who is that? Is that even a Kyrie's human? selfish enough? But I don't know if he's tall enough. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be. Uh, what, what, what's Donovan Mitchell's he height? He might not have to be. What's Donovan Mitchell's height? Donovan Mitchell's 6'4", 6'5". 6'3", I think, 6'4". Yeah, I don't think he's 6'5". I don't even think he's 6'5". Maybe 6'3", 6'4". I don't think he's 6'5". I think he's like 6'3", 6'4". Okay. I mean, I, I think... I, I, th- I think what Nick is saying is that Kyrie would have to expend so much energy right. um, for four quarters, putting up a lot of shots, more than likely further away from the basket. Or even if he drives, he'll have to... Um, absorb a lot of contact for four quarters. So I don't really know. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell has the ability to explode right by his guy and, and you know, slam over defenders or slam over anybody. somebody who has been playing some really, really bad defense. I mean, it's, well, we, it's kind of hard seen to play. Utah do that nah, time come on, y'all. Right, I mean, nah. it's hard to play good defense on Kyrie Irving anyways. Yeah, like, I've had, seen, I've seen good, really, really bad defense. I've seen good defense on Kyrie, and it hasn't mattered. I mean, there's just gonna be some times where I've seen some nights you know, where you know my point. That's why it's hard to play good defense on him because he'll score anyways. Yeah, and so <laughs> and, and to what Terrence was just saying about him, you know, having to be further away from the rim. I mean, that's okay because that's more points. It's gonna get the eighty-two even quicker. I think that's the person that could actually score eighty-two points one day. It's Kyrie. Uh, matter of fact, Donovan Mitchell. He just he was ten points away from doing it. He I think he yeah. could do that again. Uh, but again, he was he was in overtime. We're he, talking about he, the regulation. Yeah, and, I, and, I'm, yeah, and I'm and I'm going to um, throw out some love to uh, Devin Booker. Uh, I think that Devin Booker could absolutely do. It. Oh yeah, Booker did do that in regulation though, right? The 70, 71, or whatever that was he had. Seventy-two. I think so. I think, so. Yeah, I think I it was in regulation. Maybe right about that. Okay. Okay. Uh, and David Robinson done this too a long time ago, and all that was in the paint. Yeah. I'm sure, <laughs> you he, know, he, and it was in regulation. He did it actually for the purpose of winning the score title. Yeah, yeah. Okay. On, the, on the last game of the season, mm-hmm. last game of the season, right? Poor Shaq. Poor Shaq. Only to go get his ass dominated by Kim Olajuwon <laughs> in the playoffs. Uh, we said Steve Wilkes was going to be the head coach for the Panthers. He should be, but they're they're talking to um, the owner is talking to Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh said he wasn't leaving uh, Michigan. Uh, why would he be talking? Why would he be talking to David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, if that exactly. was, if that was the case? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, look, who? What? What is a good landing spot for Harbaugh if he was to go back to the NFL? Is it Carolina? Is it Denver? I think. I think it's Denver. You've been saying that for a while. What I makes think, you think it's I Denver? I think it's Denver. He's he's got the he's got the quarterback because I still have faith in Wilson. I think he's got a a, a decent core of, of, of receivers. Uh, they could probably do a little bit better at running back, but that's not that's not hard to find. You know how, how easy it is to find running backs. Uh, all it's going to take is in, installing that that a good old the good old school Shanahan system, mm-hmm. uh, which is, is Denver made famous. 
Mm-hmm. Or that or that system made Denver famous. However you want to look at it. Yeah, and, I take um, the ladder. <laughs> yeah, system made Denver famous. They didn't win shit until they got there. There you go. And uh, and boom, there you go. It's just that simple. Hmm. That's all it takes. That is that is that was going to make them totally different. The defense was legit pretty much all year long until they realized that they couldn't win. Uh, then they kind of you know tapered off them, but they already got a solid defense, and all they have to do is fix the offense. And they need just just a little bit of motivation. Hey man, that's Harbaugh all day. He can motivate you. He Bring in somebody to run the run that run that good old school uh, West Coast Shanahan offense, and there you go. Yeah, he can do that. He definitely can motivate. Nick, what you that's got? A, that's a simple fix. Mm-hmm. Well, I think as I mentioned, a little, I may have mentioned maybe in the pre-show or whatever. I'm actively rooting against it being Carolina because Steve Wilson absolutely deserves that job. Well, uh, Steve Wilson, if, yeah. if he wants it. Yeah, I am too. Uh, but um, so you know, I thought my answer is not Carolina. Denver is interesting. I was trying to think of a curveball that could be out there. A curveball. Chargers made the playoffs, what so about, it's not going to be them. I mean, the New Orleans Saints are saying that that their head coach Dennis Allen is good, but I mean, if Harbaugh was to say, "I'm interested," come on now, what do you think? Well, I, I saw a headline the other day too, and I don't know how true it was or how reputable source it came from. But supposedly the idea of, of Sean Payton going back to New Orleans is on the table. Why did he leave then? He, I mean, he's, he's, he's still he's still on the contract for they do yeah, they do they do own his rights. The team would have to like trade for him or something. Oh, so he can't just go to the team that he wants unless no, he has to be traded. Okay, this is this is a weird situation here. Why did he leave? Why did he leave then? I mean, I I, I, I assume that his contract was up, but if it's not up, then okay, he left because Breeze left. I can't do this anymore. Sean Payton does not want to coach a team without a quarterback. He doesn't want – I mean, say what you Nobody want to say does. about – In fairness. Well, I, I hear you, but, I mean, I think we just need to, you know, we need to give more credit to coaches who have been uh, unfortunate to have great quarterbacks like Drew Brees or – you know, the the Aaron Rodgers and the Tom Brady's and whatnot, and still were able to get uh, some good winning records in their careers or whatever. That, I mean, you see what I'm saying? It seems like to me, Sean Payton has to have his quarterback there already. That's why he's looking at jobs like L.A. Chargers, Arizona Cardinals. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to have to develop a quarterback and draft a quarterback. Uh, he was only well, going to where he was only going to happen in reverse. He's doing it because he can. Well, no, no, he done that from the jump when he went to New Orleans. I mean, he was following wherever Drew Brees was going. They were supposed to have been in Miami. And then it didn't work out, and he was like, well, look, if Drew Brees is coming, I'm coming. If he's not, I'm not. And that's what that was about. I mean, that talk about – man, you talk about um, – uh, man, what's the word again? Uh, damn, tampering. You talk about tampering at its finest. Nobody said anything or done any damn thing to anybody. But that – if you hear the story, if you've heard the story before – uh, from the America's Game, I believe it was, where the Saints won the Super Bowl, and they talk about how that whole thing came together. Man, that was tampering at its finest on how those two, you know, worked the system and, oh, okay, we're going to go to New Orleans together. Because it was supposed to be in the Dolphins. And then he he didn't – something happened where he didn't go to the Dolphins, but Sean Payton really wanted to be in Miami. Well, how can you blame him? And then they, they went to New Orleans, though. So it's like he's always kind of – since he's been a head coach, it's like uh, I'm not really into drafting and developing quarterbacks. That just give me him. If he'll come, then I'm there. And and let's not forget, let's not forget, Tom Brady. Remember the tampering thing with the Dolphins? Wasn't that Tom Brady and 
Sean Payton? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. He doesn't want to develop anybody. Give me the, the Hall of Famer. Give me the whatever Drew Brees was when he left San Diego. It was somebody that he Drew needed to still Drew play. Drew Brees was a project when he left San Diego. Let's keep that in mind also. I wouldn't say he was a project. He was just playing in San Diego. Yeah, fair. But, I mean, you know, we could debate that at another time. Sean Payton seen enough to say, hey, I want him. If he's coming, I'm coming. Other than that, you know, and then he tried to get Brady in Miami. So, Sean Payton's up to something. We don't know what, but we hear he's already got Vic Fangio in his pocket for the D.C., wherever he goes. Uh, how do you have a D.C. and a coaching staff put together if you don't know where you're going? Yeah, they're going somewhere. They know where they're going. Oh, they know something. Oh, yeah, they do. We're just trying to figure out where. Uh, so, okay, so, T, you said Denver for Jim Harbaugh. And, Nick, yep. you're saying Who? For Harbaugh? Mm, for Harbaugh. Yeah, that's Dem- Denver. That's fine. I can see Denver. You can see Denver? Okay. Uh-huh. I'm good with Denver. And he's talking to the Panthers, and he hadn't came out and said, guys, for the last time, I'm not leaving Michigan. Why haven't we heard that? Huh, Harbaugh? <laughs> uh, hey, because what is- either, he's, either he is absolutely leaving Michigan, or he wants more money from Michigan, or else he then is absolutely going to leave Michigan. And what do you guys think? Do you think he should, though, after the – the, the meltdown that they had, uh, well, I wouldn't even say meltdown. It started off bad. Uh, the, 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 the playoff game, I predicted the Michigan Wolverines to beat TCU, which everyone did, and my upset was the other game. And um, anyway, I got, them, I got them backwards. I was wrong. Uh, the, Michigan got upset by TCU, and – Ohio State got beat by Georgia, which everybody thought, but it looked like Ohio State was about to pull that off. I was about to be a genius. I'm the only one that called the Buckeyes to win that game, I think, in the upset, and it almost happened. Um, my classmate, Kelvin Peterson, I hope he's doing all right. Terrence, Terrence, I got to check on my guy, man. Make sure he didn't jump off that bridge, man. Make sure he didn't oh, jump boy, off that boy. bridge. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was tough to see, so I know it was hard on him. I see him on Twitter every now and then. Nothing but Buckeyes. Nothing but Buckeyes. Oh, I haven't either. I haven't either in a couple days. Just made me think about it. Man, (laughs) man, check on him. Check on him, man. Grip, I love you, man. Uh, but damn, brother, don't 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 go into the light. Man, yeah, don't do it, man. What happened? Uh, and uh, of course, now we got Georgia. As Nick said, nobody's gonna beat them, but they almost were. They they should have been beat. Uh, but again, should have been beat. But I tell you what, though, guys, I uh. They called a timeout before the Ohio State's kicker uh, got ready to kick, and he took his helmet off, and I saw his face. And you could literally see the nerves on that boy's face. And I knew then Georgia had already won. Georgia won the national championship, in my opinion, with that timeout. Mm. Because that man was so nervous, and like I said, you could see the nerves on his face. He had no shot at making that kick. Mm. He didn't. I, I actually didn't see the game, so. I did. Yeah, and very impressive performance by C.J. Stroud. Uh, a lot Ooh. of people are saying he's going to move up the um, yes. board. I did, I, did, I did see that tweet. Yeah, he yes. had a very impressive performance. Uh, he looked uh, untouchable in that game. Agreed. Georgia kept playing a lot of man without uh, with no with uh, uh, no spy, and he would just take off. Which I thought or was disrespectful. He would just eat him alive. And Marvin Harrison Jr. was uncheckable. Mm. Like he ended up getting injured. Yeah, um, that hurt them too. That that played that, that, that played to be very huge. Yeah, yeah. 
The uh, CJ Stroud was remarkable. Absolutely. And listen, Stetson Bennett, that man, it's gutsy. He made some gutsy throws. The one he made right down the middle of the field, uh, tight two-man, uh, two-safety high coverage, and it was literally right behind a linebacker, right in front of the safety. And, I mean, the tightest of windows, and he got it in there. He was very, very Brady-esque, and I hate to use that, but he was uh, <laughs> in that final drive that he had to make. Uh-huh. I don't really care about what Stetson Bennett does because he's like 26 years old. He is 29 years old, and I don't think he's 29 for real. I'm I'm being funny, but he's too damn old oh, okay. to play college football. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you were doing this in he the NFL, football, be cool, but like he's a seven year seven year senior, like he's too old to be playing football. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, look, Georgia, if they win this championship, it will be two straight years of being undefeated. And that's the very reason why I was like, they may not win the whole thing. We'll see. Georgia TCU. I wouldn't count TCU out if I were if I were anybody because you saw what they just did. Now again, I think them beating Michigan was a little bit more easier than Ohio State being a four, number four team beating a number one. But I don't think anybody really thought the Buckeyes were the fourth best team in the league anyway. I mean, in the in the nation, and uh, they put on a good performance, good game. Marvin Harrison Jr. The boy, the, the boy's got a bright future. He does. A, a problem. Yeah, looks like he's gonna be a problem. Uh, wait, when is he coming out? He's not coming out this year, though, is he? Mm, I think he's. Yeah, do not know. Okay. Okay. Well, when he does, I want to say he's a sophomore, so he's got. I think he's got to play one more year. One more year. If he can, if he can light that one up too, it's gonna be a great draft day for him. Uh, when that time comes. But again, just want to just quickly talk about that. Those college playoff games. It was a. That both games were interesting. They were. It just um, just didn't know where this, where this thing was going to go. And, yeah, but Michigan is gone. And me personally, like, if 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 Harbaugh does go back to the NFL, whoever – whatever team he coaches, I would say to the fans of that team, man, be careful. Because, like, as good as he is, he will definitely build the team. He will definitely rebuild you and get you where you need to be, and you'll be competitive again. But he's, it just seems like he's never going to win the big one. It just seems like he's not. And I've said that in the past, but as soon as I came back around and I was more optimistic about it, I'm like, well, you know what? Show him some love. He's been beating the bricks off of the Buckeyes, and that ain't easy because at one point I didn't think he could do it. Now he's starting to do it. So give him some credit. Give him some pro- Give him his props. Give him his do. And I thought that he kind of deserved it. Still didn't get it done. I'm not saying he was on the field playing. He didn't lose the game itself. It just seemed like he just never can get that big one, though. But, uh, guys, that, that's pretty much all I have uh, other than, oh, Terrence, real quick, you want to get into that 200 singers list or that abomination you were talking about? I just want I just want to say one thing. Okay. And I don't want to make too much of a fuss about it because you guys know how, how I am about lists. And I try to – because, listen, if if someone makes a list and you agree with 1,000% of it, it's not it's not much of a talker. So it's got to be controversial, con- controversial before – it garners the steam that, you know, Liz garner. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. But here's my problem. They had quite possibly the greatest male vocalist of all time, in my opinion. No no lower than two. Donnie Hathaway at number 126 or something, something along those lines. Then they had Amy Winehouse at like 89. Or something along those lines. She was, she was top 100. He was be on top 100. 
Um, if anybody knows even just a little bit about Amy Winehouse, she was very, very greatly inspired by Donny Hathaway. How the hell <laughs> you going going with this? Yeah, Amy Winehouse had one album where she covered Donny Hathaway on the album. Donny Hathaway has tons of music. And, and according always. to the criteria, it was also about the, the the catalog of that person. It just it doesn't make sense at all. By the way, a lot of people were really were really happy to see Beyonce at number eight on this list. Of course. What was the criteria for the list, and why was Beyonce eight? <laughs> the criteria is talent plus I think plus impact plus catalog. I don't have a problem with Beyonce being number eight, by the way. I was just about to uh, say, don't, don't shoot me, but what's the problem with her being number eight? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm being sarcastic. Okay, because a lot okay. of people just don't like Beyonce. Okay. Um, but I, I do think, you know what? I think maybe you guys should probably take a look at it. Just take a glance. You know, it's 200 names, so you can't really, I mean, nobody's about to sit there and listen, watch all of that. Um, was, there, was, there any other, was there any other ones that felt um, egregious to you? Luther Vandross was like 31. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> exactly. See, he, he, he knew what he was doing. He was trying to, he was trying to, I'm a Luther fan. I know, he was trying to piss you out. I think he was trying to get you stirred up on that one. I absolutely was. <laughs> Luther Vandross was like 31. I think Mary J. Blige was like 25. 25? Yeah, I'm going to need to take this one out. Okay, so yeah, I need to see the top 24. <laughs> if the, if, 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 if the GOAT, is number 25 of R&B. What the hell? Talent Impact Catalog. If I'm not mistaken, that's pretty much the criteria. That's what they said the criteria was. I mean, Usher I mean, is, I mean, I mean the Usher's catalog. 97. If we're talking Usher's talent. Usher's 97. Aaliyah Usher is, ho, ho, hold a fuck. What? Nah, Usher is what? Nah. 97. You should have nah. led with that, bro. Yeah, yeah, you should have led Aaliyah. with that one. That's bullshit. Aaliyah what? was 40. No. Nah. Oh well, well, well. First of all, well, 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 the, oh, problem, the problem is, is that is that Aaliyah's forty, while Usher is ninety-seven. Exactly. Yeah, because I might because with Aaliyah being forty, because she's been well, she's been gone for over twenty-two years. God rest her soul. How the hell? You know, I mean, there's not enough content if she's been gone that long. Thank you. To Thank be you. number forty, while Usher is still I while hear. Usher is still yeah ninety-seven. Mind you, fucking serious. And again, oh, first year in I want to know the other. I want to know the top twenty-four, the top Mary. Now I know Beyonce is one of them because she's number eight, which I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with. But I mean, if you're talking about uh, talent I don't, I don't and catalog, top twenty in, or in, in totality. But I can tell you that um, Mariah Carey was number five. I mean, Mariah, um, Mar- what, what the? F- oh my God! Okay, so they're going by record sales then for her, I guess it has to be um, just record sales. Number two was Whitney Houston, and number one was—I know you guys know who number one was, right? Michael Jackson. It was Aretha Franklin, wasn't it? Aretha Franklin, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Are oh, you said singers? Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, one. I, I, I said singers. Yeah, and you can switch those two however you want to. I don't really care. Yeah, I, I, um, I won't really argue with you on that. That's fine. I won't argue with that. Yeah. No, one and two are fine. But man, they they that list there, as right? a whole is just a big pile of shit. Who was two again? Three through two hundred with the hell. So you, 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 you said Aretha yeah. one and Whitney two. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing they got right. That's the only damn thing they got right. Who was three? Yeah, I don't Nobody remembers three. Nobody remembers three. Mm. 
Well, no, yeah, I don't, don't remember three. Okay. Yeah, three okay. nobody remembers. Well, what well, you said. not a winner and three nobody remembers. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Nelly. But you said, <laughs> but, but, but didn't you say Mariah was number five or four? Uh, Mariah was number five. Yeah, that's that's BS. As, as Shannon Sharp would say, that's a bunch of bull drive. I'm sorry. They got. They've got to be. Bunch they, of what you got against Mariah? What I got against Mariah? I don't have anything against her, but she ain't the fifth best singer of all time. She can't even sing. Uh oh. I'm just being real. The bitch can't sing. I mean, damn. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought I forgot. I'm doing a podcast right now. She can't sing. Is it? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't mean any harm, but I don't think Mariah Carey is going to hear the Great Debate Show. It's okay. Uh, but look, I hope she does. I hope she gets mad as hell for you calling her. Like, like, what is she doing now? What? She probably will. She'll. She'll probably. She'll probably get on stage and say, "Hey, for the for the Great Debate Show, guy, touch my body." <laughs> or no, 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 no. No, she'll say. Uh, she'll say the one that she did. Uh, damn, what was the diss track she did on Eminem? Uh, her and Gucci, mm. her and Gucci, uh, obsessed. Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> yeah. That was a funny. Right, I've got it. I've got it pulled up now. Sam Cooke was three, Billie Holiday was four, and Mariah Carey was five. Okay, the fact that you can put Mariah Carey behind Billie fucking Holiday and Sam Cooke is a bunch of bull jive. I'm telling you, she can't okay. even sing. Have anybody heard her in a concert at a show? Has anybody heard her? She's, okay, she's, so she's I, been lip- I, Actually, I, I do see where I have a problem now. She's been lip syncing the hell Charles. out of somebody's voice for years. Huh? Number six is Ray Charles. Number seven is Stevie Wonder. So, yeah, I got a problem with that. T probably wants to put Stevie, uh, bump him up. He probably want to switch in. I mean, yeah, I, I would personally have Stevie first, but that's just me. I know you would. Yeah, I, I, and, I, and, I, I'm I totally, and I'm totally biased. Well, I, I mean, really that's okay. All that matters, you for saying that. That's okay. It's Stevie. You can't go wrong with Stevie, though. Yeah, so. I'm biased. Of course, A was Beyonce. Isn't it lovely? Nine is Otis Redding. And 10 is Al Green. Al Green, yeah. Ooh, okay. That's a good one. Okay. Little, Memphis, little Memphis on the list. But look, though. But look now. So so, so they're saying as good as Mary J is, she can't sing, though. They're saying she's not that good of a singer. She's not top 10 worthy. But Mariah is. Either she's not, either she's not that good of a singer. Either she's not that talented of a singer. She hasn't had the impact, or she hasn't had the, her catalog. You know it ain't the catalog. You know it's not the catalog. <laughs> right. So that can't. Right. That's not the. That's not the answer. Hell no. And Mariah Carey, I'm telling you, she can't sing. She's got the hits. Mm-hmm. She's got the hits. She cannot sing. If he went, she was at the FedEx Forum tomorrow. Go listen. You be coming back saying Jarvis, man. We got to talk. You were right. I'm telling you, man. She <laughs> cannot sing. I, I think okay. I'm she's going been, to. She's been nilly vanilla in somebody. I'm, I'm going to agree and disagree with you. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to disagree with you because the reason why she's having so much trouble now, well, she should just stop personally. But uh, I think that her biggest strengths, which was her hitting notes that nobody else could hit, literally nobody else, uh, damaged her voice to the point to where now she can't. Hold those notes. <laughs> so or, I really believe that she had a generational voice at one point in time. Or she damaged it. She didn't take care of it. Or the person that was really hitting those notes in the back when she was nilly vanilly in that shit. Uh, they're not. They're, they're no longer. They're no longer here with us anymore. So she just, you know, it's like she just lost her ghostwriter. She didn't have anybody to. So she just kind of just wings it. She just does it. I don't know, man. I've heard her perform and uh, several times, 
and it never sounds like it does like it did in the recording in the recording. Yeah, I think studio. there's a lot of people who won't ever quite sound themselves again. Um you know, I want to say like Sam Smith had a vocal surgery. Um uh, I think Adele had one. She doesn't sound to me, she doesn't sound quite the same as she did when she first came in. So I mean it happens. You know, people's voices get damaged. Um and it's hard to tell that person, hey, man, just stop singing because you don't sound like you did 10 years ago. But you still got to make your money. I ain't seen any black voices get damaged. But anyway. Um, Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey yeah, is interracial. Black. Yeah, she's black. She's mixed. Yeah, actually, Whitney, Whitney's was damaged pretty much towards the end of her when she tried to make that comeback. Whitney had a lot of auto-tune and her voice was not the same. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> when? 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 Really? I've never when heard of that last album. That, that last album she had, her voice was not the same. Hmm. The last album. The last album. Okay. Well, you know what? I'll go it back. Was and, right I, before she passed away, it was probably a couple years before she passed away, maybe. Okay. It wasn't Okay. In fairness, I think we know what damage Whitney's well, and that's and, now, and that's what I was about to say. Yeah, rest in power. But it, in, in I tried to sneak in, that through the crack. In her defense, in her defense, I, I would say, who do you know that could be on what she was on and still sound that good for thirty years? Like man, and that's and why she's never, true. And that's why she's and, and you know two. what? And 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 I think that this we need to give a whole lot of credit to Pamela LaBelle's. Ooh, yes, uh, the Gladys yes. Knights. Yes, because those those queens there can still put it down. Yes, uh, they and, and they better be on that list. Some, and they better be on that list, and it better not be one ninety nine. She they're on there, but uh, I think uh, Gladys is. Uh, I think she cracked the top one hundred. I think Gladys did. I forgot what Patty Labelle was. Man, if anybody, if if anybody's not doing anything before you lay your heads tonight, <laughs> man, just go back and listen to Patty Labelle. If only you knew before you go to sleep. I mean, just just do that. Just just do that and see what it'll do for you. And you tell me she shouldn't be in the top 100. Man, please. I mean, oh, my God. Talking about vocals, pipes, just to a whole nother level. And those pipes never bust. <laughs> never. I know. No, never. Pressure no, bust. I have another problem with this list. Prince is 16. Elvis Presley is 17. I haven't seen Michael Jackson's name yet. El- Michael Elvis- Jackson is way up the list. Elvis Presley. Why would he be on the list for best singers? Why would he even be on the list? Singers? That was kind of part of my question also, mm-hmm. among other things. And you hadn't seen Michael yet. Okay. He's I, I, way up the list. Wow. I've gone through the first 26. Well, catalog, with Paul cata- catalog must not mean anything then on this list. Because nobody, nobody has that catalog. Nobody. Tina Turner is 55. Who? Who? Oh, Tina. Tina Turner is fifty-five. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Nobody got a problem with that. All right. Cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. no, not really. Shout out to Tina Turner though for getting the hell out of Dodge and never coming back. <laughs> I just wanted to say that she's smart. She's smarter than a lot of people. Let me see. Let me see. Anything else interesting on here? No, no, y'all, y'all can have it. I, That's a I'll cra- see if I find Michael it, later. I, but Terrence, I see where Terrence is coming from. It's a, it's an odd list. It's, it is a very odd list. I, I, however, I mean, I've never seen a list so odd, so strange, but they still get the top two like like on point. Like they really when, couldn't. When, have... Wouldn't you just stand up for Patty, for Patty Labelle, Jarvis? Huh? When, wouldn't you just say my Patty Labelle? Is that what I heard? Yes. Yes. Se- Seventy-four. Seventy-four. 
Well, I yeah, mean, she didn't have not, the. That's not. That's not. She, she, she didn't she have be, the catalog. She, she didn't have the catalog, but, yeah. but okay, I guess because of the catalog. But I mean, that was singing. But it, it did say singing, and man, it ain't okay, too many. You want, you want to get mad about it then? I would like to be a little mad about it, but I mean, I I, again, I know she didn't have the catalog. Who? Who? Rihanna. Oh, man. so Rihanna. So Rihanna now, has now, a better Jarvis, singing you're, you're voice. You talked about Mariah Carey not being able to sing. You gotta be going smooth off about Rihanna. <laughs> uh, you know what? I've never really took the time to really pay attention if Rihanna can really sing. I love Rihanna, by the way, but she's not a singer. Oh yeah, yeah. I love, I love Rihanna for other reasons. Oh yeah, we we all like Riri. Like we all like Riri. My daughter, my daughter loves Riri. Um, but unfortunately, not for the same reasons. She won't. No, no. She just wants her to come back out with another album. <laughs> <laughs> no, not for the same reasons. Uh, hey, <laughs> remember the joke, and I know this isn't funny, but uh, remember D Ray D Ray uh, Davis, the comedian, when he um he, yeah. he did this, he did this stand up. It was um it was. It was probably a year or two. We had enough time to laugh. We were able to laugh because it wasn't fresh. So this was probably a couple of years after the Rihanna and Chris Brown incident. And mm-hmm. um, D-Ray said, man, I wonder what happened. I wonder what was said in that car when Chris Brown just snapped out. And he was like marking Rihanna. And he was like, the bitch probably said he can't dance. <laughs> and, the nigga just, and, 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 it, and he just started just like break dancing and just popped it. Another dance move popped and it popped in the face again. It's not funny, but again, it, it was. It was right. It well, was, if, you, if you want commentary funny. on that particular situation, uh-huh. you got to go to Paul Mooney. You got to go to Paul Mooney. <laughs> and, 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 and so this, this, this leads to my next statement. We need to do, we need to go ahead and tap into that, that goat of comedy uh, debate. We really do. And we got to get out of here now, though, but we really need to get into that. This is a good singing thing, though. I like it. Uh, some I do, some I don't. Uh, again, uh, hmm. But, yeah, Rihanna uh, uh, over over Patty. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, over Patty. Wow. Okay. Yeah, do with and, that uh, what you will. Mm-hmm. And Mariah Carey, way, way over Patty. <laughs> wow. We're talking about singing. Now, the catalog, I got you. Record sales, I got you. But I don't think, I don't think Terrence mentioned record sales. I think he just said it was based off catalog, singing, and he might have said one more impact. thing. Impact. Oh, and impact. Impact. Okay. Well. Which is kind of. I don't know. I mean, I'm uh, not saying Mariah didn't make an impact, but damn it, number five. That's pretty damn good. They really think a lot of her. Wow. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, so, anyway, that's it for me. It's been a good one. Uh, thank you guys again for another good one. Uh, a lot of good content. And uh, we covered a lot, a whole lot. I, I, I liked all of these topics. And, uh, guys, uh, ladies and gentlemen, whoever's listening to The Great Debate Show, we appreciate you listening. Chime in on Facebook, The Great Debate Show, on Twitter. Let us know. Uh, I know William Jones will definitely be letting us know, and we appreciate you, brother. We do. Uh, who do you think um, really could do what Kobe did in this, day, in this day and age? Like, they don't really play defense. I just don't know if anybody really has it in them. And I think we were all were kind of reaching because let's be honest, I don't think anybody's going to score 82 points. I don't think anyone's going to score 101 points, you know, to break those records of Kobe and Will Chamberlain. Somebody, everybody's, everybody's missing one element. Everybody that could potentially do it is missing one element. Mm. Joel Embiid is, is, is actually a surprising choice. It's actually a surprisingly good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's quite the free throw shooter. Or the outside shooter. I mean, he, he can do both, but the idea of him putting it together for for one game to to get to that level is a lot. Um, 
Luka is kind of missing the explosiveness and the free throw shooting. Ja is missing the outside shooting and the free throw shooting. Kevin Durant's missing the mentality. Uh, yeah. So they all need to take a trip to the damn Wizard of Oz, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of them needs to come back is Kobe Bryant. That's really the answer. Yeah. T, what you think have about... I've been telling y'all all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, you have. <laughs> uh, T, uh, what do you think about this right here with the, with the LeBron and David De- uh, De- Darvin Ham uh, and LeBron playing 40 <laughs> minutes? Is this just... Did you... Is this the dirty... Did you sit there for the for that part? That was meant for you guys to laugh about it all there. Okay, my fault, my fault. That, but that's why I didn't read it out, did. Okay, so you, thank you. I, I didn't think I didn't think you were concerned with LeBron playing forty minutes, but okay, got gotcha. you. No, I don't care. <laughs> hey, hey. One of those tires on out. He'll be okay. Yeah, Darvin have Darvin have. Don't say that out loud again, though. <laughs> if that's what he did, he had to. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we won't even read. I wouldn't even read that that, that tweet or whatever that is. But uh, anyway, uh, this is a, this is a great show once again, and uh, we have to get out of here uh, again. Uh, we hope everything goes well uh, for the Buffalo Bills player uh, and uh, we and everybody involved. We, we, just, we just hope everybody you know can get through this and we get the. I don't even know. I don't even want to say out loud that we hope we can get back to seeing football and seeing another good game because I mean you don't want this like this to happen. I don't know what. I don't know, man. I really do think that the NFLPA, the commissioner, everybody really needs to come together and say, hey, maybe. And I've said this before. I don't know if I, I've never said it on the on the podcast, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it now. For years, I have stated that. Um, at some point, man, they may use robots to play the game of football if they if they're that desperate on still making money, and they can't make it off of humans anymore. Um, I I, I still think that could happen in another ten to twenty years. We may not be here to see it. It could be later than that, longer than that. But I think at some point there may be robots still playing the game of football. And if we want to be real, that's those are really the only things that deserve to be out there taking that punishment and dishing out that type of punishment because this game really isn't meant for humans let's be honest this is just a game and it's a game that people want to entertain and people get money and people bet and they gamble and they get it. all that stuff is about the benjamins though as as as, as diddy said back in 97 it's all about the benjamins baby but when you take that away and i would advise all these young kids that that's watching and love the game and they're seeing what's going on. They're watching what's going on. Listen to your parents, man. Don't pay attention to that person that says, oh, man, you you soft. You're going to listen to your mama. you a mama's boy. You're not going to play football because your mama's. Um, listen. Listen to the parents. Listen to the parents. If they, if they care about your well-being, you've got to listen. Don't just do this just for a check, for a big contract. There has to be other ways, you know. I, I, I never believed what Biggie said as much as I love Biggie. I've never believed that you you would have to either slain crack rock or have a wicked jump shot. It has to be something else. And I think it's time for these young black kings and queens out here to figure out what it is that they love, what they have a passion for outside of sports, and, and let's make it happen. As LeBron has said before, we don't need more LeBron James. We definitely need more rocket scientists, more scientists, period, more doctors, more lawyers, more judges, a lot of judges, a lot of judges. <laughs> Let me say that one more time. A lot of judges, judges that look <laughs> a lot like me, and Nick, and Terrence. <laughs> you know that would help. Yeah. 
So I'm just saying, like, it doesn't have to make it to the NFL, make it to the NBA. That doesn't have to be the dream and the end-all be-all because this is the type of things that they sign up for, you know? And there, I know there are some people out there right now saying, man, can we just get on with the game and piss on whoever they are? But I'm sure there's plenty of insensitive MFers out there that feel that way. Uh, all right, I'm done. Uh, guys, y'all got anything else before we get out of here? Hey, that's it for me, guys. Peace out, and I just everybody have a, a good, safe start to the new year. That's right. And happy new year, everybody. That's Same right. here. Happy new year, everybody. Welcome to 2023. If you, if you hear my voice, that means you made it. So let's uh, let's get this one going well and, and see what happens. That's right. That's right. Uh, Nick, do you want to close the show off by saying it feels good that you have the best team on your on the podcast? I do still indeed have the best team on the podcast. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> We'll leave it at that. <laughs> We're going to leave it just like that. All right, guys. It's been real. Again, Happy New Year 2023. It's going to be way better than 2022. Um, and also, uh, something that I that I, that I I want to start a new motto for this year. Uh, it doesn't matter where I got it from or, you know, or what. But, look, check this out. Every day when you get up in the morning, ask yourself, do you want to tell yourself one day? Or day one. And that just depends on whatever it is that you love doing for this year. Whatever you're passionate in. Passionate school, relationships, your business. You want to start a business. You're you're thinking like an entrepreneur. Whatever it may be. Just ask yourself before you get out there and start your day. Do you want to tell yourself one day or day one? Let it marinate. And I'll explain a little bit more in more episodes. That's all I've got. It's been a good one. And um, peace out. Peace out, guys. Get out.